Hello and welcome to the Peterborough Podcast. I'm Kev Lawrence and I've been presenting breakfast radio shows in the city since the late 1990s. And I'm John Baker and I've been a local journalist in Peterborough for not quite as long. No, because you're not quite as old as me. (laughs) Each episode, for as long as it takes, we will talk about things going on in and around our city. So from politics to posh, if it's in the news, we may well talk about it. Now, sometimes guests will infiltrate into our conversations. And of course, if you'd like to comment or suggest a talking point for us, we're going to let you know how you can contact us at the end of each episode. You're going to hear honest opinions. The topic list is a blank canvas, but it will be mostly inspired by what John writes down on our Google Docs sheet that we're sharing. So, John, on the menu today, what are we going to be talking about? Well, you mentioned Posh there. We'll be talking about them. Uh, also, Peterborough Sports as well. It's been a big, big weekend for news around them. I was in uh, Peterborough City Centre at Cathedral Square over the weekend. Good news about how busy it was. We got some news on council tax as well. I know that's not a great thing for people to talk about. Council but tax? Council, oh, what? It's, it's glamour, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a chat about that. Uh, and some other things as well. Littering, a real rant that I've got about that, a real bugbear. So, yeah, we'll just have a, a little chat. And, of course, things that are coming up in our great city. Yeah, and I think that's where we'll start uh, the first podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the interesting events happening in the coming months. And you're going to start with an event at Charters. Charters, yes. Uh, coming up on the 25th of February, 10pm to 3am, they have Huey Morgan from the Fun Loving Criminals. And by they, I mean Eclectic Ballroom, who we all know and love around the city. Huey Morgan once followed me on Twitter, you know, I think for about 10 minutes. And then well, um, accidentally I think he, I don't know what happened, but he just came. I remember seeing it and thinking, "Wow, this is great!" He's, you know, he's got a like hundred thousand um, followers. This is going to really help me. And then, yeah, ten minutes later, I looked and he it bin me off. So never mind, that's okay. But it, it promises to be a great night. I mean. Uh, Zed and the guys at Eclectic Ballroom, great supporters of both local music and sort of international music in the, in this case in the city. So you have to go to Eventbrite to get the tickets, which are twenty pounds. And uh, as I say, ten p.m. till three a.m. on Saturday, the twenty fifth of February. Charters as Charters. a venue is, I think, brilliant. You, you think about the work that Paul Hook and his team have done to make Charters not just a great place to have a drink or something to eat mm-hmm. on the upper deck if you like Asian food, but also as a whole venue and especially in the summertime when you can sit outside there's no nicer feeling than being outside at charters on a sunday afternoon with some live music it's sitting outside live music also we mentioned that we're going to be talking about football that is one of the for football fans away fans to posh there, you, you sit on Twitter. Oh, what's the name of the boat? What's the name of the boat? We need to get to the boat, and and it's 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 renowned. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 one of the iconic venues, I guess you would say in Peterborough. Right, let's talk about an event going on at half term, and this is an event at the Queensgate Shopping Centre, and for lovers of Lego, which we all are, this is a must, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, it, it looks like ah, Lego, yes please, like kids. Little kids, big kids, anyone with any kind of level of interest in Lego, this is this is an absolute must. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, it, it's great for them. The Lego Brick Wonders um, at Queen, uh, Queensgate. Let me find the details. Yeah, there's going to be all sorts there starting the 11th of February, running until 19th of February in North Square. 
visit the Egyptian pyramids, London Bridge, and even a nine-foot-tall Great Barrier Reef packed with angelfish, tangs, and even rays. So that is going to be real fun for people going there. I found a great app the other day. Um, and I can't remember for the life of me what it is. I'm sure if you search for Lego app, you'll find it. Where Don't you... tell me where you can build Lego things on your phone rather than with actual Lego no, bits. No, 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 no. It's not quite as artificial as that. You, you lay all your Lego bricks that you've got left over on the floor. You take a photo of it. It scans it and then shows you what you can build oh my goodness, from man. those Lego bits and pieces. Because we've all, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I haven't played with Lego for years. But, you know, there's a wheel or a head or a, yeah. a, a, a two-piece red block or something. and Bits and pieces. So it's a really cool idea. It's just digital world, isn't it? It is. It's the digital world we live in. When I think of Lego, I think of my kids both loving it. But I also think back to when I was a little boy liking Lego. And I'm going back a long time. The <laughs> pieces. The pieces, seemed, uh, model, yep. the pieces seem bigger. And they seem to get smaller and smaller as time went by. Yes, that's like, kind of what's yeah, what like like um, like um, Quality Street, isn't that what they say about that as well? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Are we yearning for nostalgia? Listen to us already. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. I don't know, but um, they've they've advanced into so many things now, and they like Harry Potter and Star Wars and things, Lego. So it's it's they've evolved, I guess. Completely and, agree. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, so this event, um, the Lego Brick Wonders Queensgate Shopping Centre, from the 11th to the 19th of February. So we've talked about charters. We've talked about queensgate i guess just a little heads up to some of the other big events this year in peterborough we can maybe mention the peterborough celebrates festival which has been confirmed is happening again now when the event happened for the first time last year um, there was a lot of sponsorship and a lot of funding which allowed this huge event which really celebrated culture the arts food and drink and i think the whole diversity of peterborough it celebrated it brilliantly in ferry meadows part of the neem park trust and I know that they were really keen, if they could, to make the second festival uh, equally as good, but maybe trying to get a few more people down there. Mm. It clashed with the Yaxley Festival. Numbers were good, but maybe not incredible. As a venue, as a location to celebrate a festival, this it's perfect because of the, the open space that they have. Um, I really enjoyed personally being part of, of hosting the, the musical stage last year. I just wonder how different the second festival is going to be um they've confirmed the dates for it as, as may 19th 20th and 21st what would your thoughts be glad that it's happening again for a second year oh delighted yeah we went on the the opening night la- last year i know they were you were saying about the numbers they were happy because they wanted i believe if i remember ten thousand, and they ended up being close to fifteen thousand, which is which is marvelous uh everyone i know who went really enjoyed it uh, blessed with good weather, I seem to remember. So we have to hope that that, that will be the case again. And it, it was a, a bit of a shot in the dark, wasn't it? Nobody knew how well it would go. Now that it's been proven that it can go off pretty much without a hitch. So let's see. We'll obviously be able to promote it a lot more this time because we know what to expect from it. And, and yeah, like you say, it was celebrating everything that was good about Peter. We're really striking videos from the montages of all the people who collaborated on it. So, yeah, looking forward to, like you say, May 19th to the 21st. I do remember at the end of the festival last year, posting lots of pictures of it on social media. And, and I saw lots and lots of comments from people saying, well, I didn't even know this was on. Mm. I, I do think that there's an issue with communicating news mm. about things going on event wise. 
in and around Peterborough because like you know if you see something on social media that's already happened it's, oh I didn't know about that yeah. I would have gone to that if I'd have known that's an issue I do think it's an issue and funnily enough I do have a project in, in mind about that which I will reveal on future podcasts and on your show on PCR uh, I do think so I think part of the problem is that there's no one place on the internet where you can find these things out I think another one is that people are almost with social media siloed so they look on what's going on in maybe Woodstone or Hampton or they've got specific groups that they look at and maybe they don't look at an overall one maybe people don't buy the the PT or look at it as much as they used to because that used to be or, or maybe they don't look at ESP or Moment or wherever as much as they used to it's certainly you're right because you always get oh I didn't know anything about this it's finished it's I I don't know, it's, it, it, it's kind of, do those people actually actively look for things to do on a given weekend? I don't know whether, like, behaviours have changed or not, but uh, all we can do is try and promote these things, and that's we, as the media, the council, um, ambassadors for Peterborough, that's what we can do, tell people these events are there and hope that they'll go and hope that they'll spread the word about them. Yeah, you can just do your bit, can't you? You've yeah. got your little platforms that you... You use and you just got to hope that, that, that enough people see them. Uh, so the return of the Peterborough Celebrates Festival, May 19th, 20th, 21st. Uh, next, we, we need to mention, and maybe briefly here, but in much greater detail on a future podcast, and that's the Willow Festival. Such nostalgia with this for lovers of, of live music. The dates for the Willow Festival, 21st, 22nd and 23rd of July. Yeah, and like you say, it, it is a nostalgia thing because it's quite a few years ago now. I think it was, was it 2015 or 16 there'll be a lot of people younger people who've literally never been to one and even if they have they'll be too young to remember it anyway but we remember it obviously this year that there is a an entrance fee i don't have a problem with that i think it's 10 pounds which i don't have a problem with when there's oh, what is it 100 acts or whatever 170 acts i mean that's over three days I, I, the thing know. is john the willow festival always was free to attend right we mentioned the peterborough celebrates festival free to attend the idea of charging for the willow festival i think has got people talking mm-hmm. i totally understand why because yep. these things are expensive to put on but given the fact that in previous years it was a free to attend festival i wonder how that will land well uh, as i've said i personally I don't, I don't have a problem with it at that at that price and and i guess you've just got to ask the question do you want it or not do you want that festival to come back or not and if if mark as mark ringer who's the, the organizer of it has, has you know worked out the figures and worked out that it can't happen without that because obviously there are costs of getting the stalls getting the security etc etc then that's what he's gone with and uh, I, from what i've seen on social media people don't seem to be too uh, angered with it yeah i mean maybe they will when they get there but it's it's it is the way of the world and and, and fewer things are free now we live in a i'm afraid a post-covid society where in you know economic speak and uh let's see what it goes i think it will do pretty well no matter what just on the subject of events as as we close this part of the podcast you mentioned to me cathedral square as a location could and perhaps should have more events mm. happening on it we host the christmas light switch on each year in cathedral square i've got memories of going to th- things like the italian festival mm. other small festivals happen across certain certain sort of weekend dates but do you think cathedral square could and should be utilized more as uh, a venue i do i definitely do you've mentioned ones there there are other ones pride for example uh, the pride festival uh we had 
Polish festival for a while, uh, Diwali. There are things that will bring people into Cathedral Square. Now, I know it's not the easiest. It, it, it's quite a difficult, from what I understand, difficult space to sort of manage almost. But it always seems to look pretty good on Christmas, doesn't it? When you and I have been packed there for and brilliant. many, many mm. years and it's freezing cold and it's absolutely packed. And we'll get onto this a little bit later, but I was in Cathedral Square over the weekend and it was it was great. It was, it was really rammed. busy. Yeah. So, for, but know. from an event perspective, maybe we need to be having a conversation with Pep Cipriano, uh, Peterborough's Business Improvement District, um, the, the, the Peterborough bid. Yeah. I know that Pep is passionate about wanting to try and put more events on in the city centre that will bring people in. But maybe that's a, a subject and a conversation that we can delve in in a bit more detail on a future podcast. Now, let's move on to observations that we've spotted in the news in recent weeks. We're going to talk about Beale's closure. We're going to talk about council tax and we're going to talk about local football. We'll mention uh, Peterborough Sports and Peterborough United. But we start off with Beale's. What comments would you have about Beale's? Because it was... Such positive news that it was going to stay open and, and be saved, and, and unfortunately, it hasn't really worked out for them, has it? No, uh, it was reported in the Peterborough Telegraph last week that the the boss of Beals has praised staff for their positive attitude, and they've, as they put it, uh, he puts it, uh, staff have stuck with the retailer to the end. It was um, due to close on January the twenty eighth, which was of course Saturday, and the chief exec. Tony Brown said uh, that they've been magnificent and it is sad we don't with obviously with John Lewis going as well we don't actually have a department store in Peterborough anymore it's been you wonder what will happen to that building what will happen to Beals whether it will be converted into into flats I know the Civic Society have said before that they've uh, raised the issue of maybe it could be some sort of cultural area some sort of art gallery I don't know and none of us know necessarily what's going to happen next, but it, it does sort of leave a, a, a void in the city centre offering. A yeah, little bit. I think you've mentioned it. There's there's a sadness to, to Beale's closure. Um, of course, we remember when the news came that John Lewis, despite the millions and millions of investment, pounds of investment that that store had had, it was just a really sad, sad day when it was confirmed that John Lewis was closing. Now Beale's is, is closing. The whole talking point of high street shops being under pressure from online retailers has been a, a debate that's gone on for years and years. You think about the constraints imposed by the COVID-19 pandemic, that wouldn't have helped the situation. But now that everyone is able to move around freely and enter shops again, I, I kind of had hopes that, that Beals could turn around, but it's it's not happened. And, and I think there's a wider point, a wider question about high streets, about shopping, about city centre as, as a destination. You then look at Queensgate, and we could talk in detail, John, about the efforts that Queensgate are making to try and make themselves a much more desirable destination for people to go to. It, it isn't just about, oh, there's no John Lewis, Queensgate is rubbish now. You've got putt stars there, you've got the cinema coming, you've got new restaurants coming, and, and there's, there's an awful lot of, of work going on to make Queensgate a really popular place to go to again. What, what would you like to say about about the whole high street versus online shopping? Debate? Yeah, it, it's 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 one of those things. Do do we want to go out and shop anymore? It's a very basic question, but that's what it comes down to. Do we want instead when we do go out more of an experience, more of a almost like an adventure? You've mentioned the um, the golf there. 
uh, and other things. There's also obviously the squares within Queensgate itself, and whether more could be done done there. Obviously, we have Father Christmas uh, at Christmas time, but whether things like fitness events could be taking place there or displays. They have artistic displays as well sometimes. So it's whether why would you go out if you can buy something from the comfort of your own room? Well obviously something's got to be offered to make you want to go out and i guess that's the way things are are going both in peterborough and in the uk and around the world right let's have a minute talking about council tax there's a cost of living crisis on energy energy bills are soaring food and shopping bills so everything's going up including the council tax so if i asked you john to sum up how you see the council tax rise in the next year or three years what do you think is going to happen? Uh, it's not just what's, uh, what I think is going to happen. It's what's been predicted to happen and what's within the council uh, budget consideration. It looks like it's going to go up by 10% over the next three years. That uh, would lead to a total of a £204 increase from for a bandy property from 22-23 to 25-26. Yet another bill going upwards as wages stay stagnant it's it's worrying isn't it it isn't great for anybody uh, as you said they're going up all over the place our, our cost of living crisis and that's what it is referred to a crisis um it's due to be reviewed by the council's cabinet uh, later this month and then the full council but it will almost certainly go ahead so we just have to hope for better times down 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 the road don't we yeah okay so council tax covered it is a an important topic isn't it mm-hmm. and it will have an uh, an impact on a lot of peterborough people this is good news darren ferguson back at posh and so far so good for fergie's fourth return as peterborough united manager when it was first announced that darren ferguson was going to be managing peterborough united again the internet exploded mm. with negativity mm. uh, pretty much across every single platform of comments that i was looking at Peterborough, a laughing stock. I can't believe we're going back to him again. What's going on? What's going on? And yet, they keep winning. I mean, since, since he came back, they've not lost a game. Well, he knows the score, doesn't he? And, and he's done it before, like you say. His fourth, fourth stint, uh, obviously beating, uh, P- uh, beating Portsmouth, rather, at the weekend. And I went to the reverse of that. I went to the, the Pompey game back in, in September, where they were fairly unlucky to lose that, to be honest. Yeah, it's... it's it still looks like looks like they're on the the right direction, and we've got an intriguing clash between the Fergusons this weekend because Duncan Ferguson's taken over at Forest Green Rovers, and that's where they are. I'll be going to that one as well. Not a posh fan, but we do this little stint where we go uh, every year to a few posh games. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're 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 hovering nicely at the moment, and for all the negativity about it. He does know how to get a promotion, doesn't he? He really does. His record is unbelievable. Um, I was one of the few people that was glad that Darren Ferguson came back because I really like him. He's great on. He's great to interview. He, he's honest and open and, and available to chat to. Um, as you say, his record at Posh is unbelievably good, and he's had an immediate impact, winning his first two league games. Posh just outside the playoffs, as we record this podcast, as of today, and I think a, a, a continuation of victories. There's no reason why Peterborough can't a get into the playoff places, and then come that playoff time. Well, Fergie's history in playoffs is fantastic, so why not? And who'd bet against them winning the playoffs well, should they get there? Ex- exactly, and we, we all remember like Old Trafford, for example. Oh, the what great, a, what uh, an experience yeah. Old Trafford was. I, th- I think we can safely say that the, the, the three at the top, the, you know, Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich, are 
pretty much gone. So it is the playoffs. It's the, the remaining three spots. And and why not? We've got plenty of the season left to go. Uh, and they've got a little bit of momentum now. So let's see how they go. Still with football, we've got to talk about Peterborough Sports, who are our other local team. Uh, they play in an incredibly high division, given where Peterborough Sports have come from. Uh, in the what's the name of the league? Yeah, Let's the, get confused. Yeah, it's the uh, national oh, National League North. Yeah, that's it. National League North, which is two steps away from actual football league. So they are the division below the likes of Wrexham. Mm. Jimmy Dean's been with them for many years. He's overseen no end of promotions. Uh, an absolute legend at sports, but he and his assistant Chris Plummer have been lured away uh, from Lincoln, uh, Link, the Lincoln Road ground. They've been lured away from Peterborough Sports, and they are taking up positions at Scunthorpe United. So that's the next division up. Scunthorpe United play in the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a recent history of playing in the Football League, and of course, mm-hmm. they're a professional full-time club. So I guess an opportunity for Jimmy Dean and Chris Plummer, who will go as his assistant, an opportunity that they couldn't turn down. Oh, no, no. I mean, Glanford Park is a 9,000-seater stadium. It wasn't so long ago that they were sort of championship, Scunthorpe. They were literally in the second tier of English football. 2011. Uh, so it's, it's just over yeah. a decade ago. Uh, and, and it's a huge opportunity, isn't it? Uh, but they're they're in trouble. I mean, they're in the relegation zone, Scunthorpe. So he's got a challenge on his hands. Yeah. He's immediately going into a, a, a difficult situation. Their fans very negative. Obviously, they were relegated from the Football League last season themselves. But you can't turn down a, a chance like that. And no, then, we wish them well. I, I just wonder, though, as you, you've mentioned, Scunthorpe United, so, you know, Peterborough's Jimmy Dean, Peterborough's Chris Plummer. I say Peterborough's because they both live in the city. Off to Scunthorpe to try and save that football team from from relegation. They are really struggling. Can they do it? Can Jimmy Dean and Chris Plummer be the saviours of, of of Scunny? I mean, it's a big ask. Yeah, well, it's a big ask. But look, look at the you know how many promotions is it? Is it four promotions in five years for them? So it is a big ask. Uh, credit to Scunthorpe as well because they could have gone with uh, perhaps more traditional, and I don't necessarily mean that as a positive names. They could have gone for managers that were out of work, but they've gone for a younger uh, manager who's on the up. And and let's let's see how it works out. You know, they're not that far away from getting towards safety. Mm. So um, be exciting. See what it? happens. So not only do I support Norwich City, my team, not only do I support Peter United, my local team, I love watching Peter Sports results. I think... Grant Biddle, who's the chairman there, such a great guy, and, and what they've done is astonishing. I love to watch Leicester's results because that's who my son supports. I keep half an eye open uh, eye on Coventry's results because I know that's who you support. Excellent. I also look at Leicester as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my son's uh, I love watching Wrexham because I like the whole Ryan Reynolds thing. There are so many football results that I look out for each week. Yeah. I've got so many, many uh, favourites. Oh yeah, same thing. I'm mean, I support Kings Lynn. I used to work, you watch used Kings to, Lynn. Yeah, I used to live there. Yeah. Um, Boston. I used to I used to go to some of their games uh, and a few others as well. So it's, it's yeah, it's not just a, Posh and Coventry are my main two, but after yeah. those, a few others. Right, let's move on to talk about going out in Peterborough. I don't know on a Saturday night or any night. Uh, you were mentioning earlier that you went out recently and the city centre was absolutely packed. So where did you go and what did you observe? First of all, we went to Blind Tiger on Saturday afternoon it was great some of the more unusual ales and, and brews that they have there and then on to Lasaguanas which it was three o'clock 
on a Saturday afternoon. I'm not really sure what was going on. It felt like every Hindu party staff event was going on. It was raucous. It was great in there. So we were there for a couple of hours, really enjoyed the food, came out. And Peterborough just seemed to be absolutely round. This would be, what, five o'clock, six or whatever. So I suppose just after the football on Saturday night. But yeah, we, we, we couldn't fit in Queen's Head hardly. Um, Stoneworks was absolutely packed. We walked on. Katana was really busy. It was, it was yeah, Frankamanka. All really vibrant. Very busy in the city centre. I don't know whether it's people were just uh, wanting to get out after the freezing cold weather and it was slightly warmer. But yeah, it was... It was Do you a, think this is a one-off? Do you think there are other times when Peterborough City Centre is deserted or, well, or, or not busy? Well, that's very possible. That is very possible. And I've not seen it like that in quite a long time. But let's let's hope it isn't a one-off. Let's hope that it's... it's Whenever I go into time. the City Centre on a weekend, if I want to go into Wagamama's without booking, quite often they're queuing outside. Same for Franco Manca. I've not been to this new Los Iguanas before. Mm-hmm. I did recently go to Katana for the first time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I talked about uh, about Katana on my, my PCR event breakfast show. I interviewed Prem, one of the co-owners. Goodness me, the money they must have invested inside that place that used to be Gaston back in the day. They must have spent an absolute fortune, not just in the restaurant and not just to... to hire top chefs who do the show cooking and the teppanyaki show cooking Mm -hmm. but there's a bubbles bar a nice champagne bar and it really reminded me of back in the day when peter boizo owned that place and he invested lots of money to create gaston to bring what was the broadway theater back to life again it filled me with a lot of optimism that this investment is happening in and around that that part of of the city the big question that i have is parking because I absolutely struggle to think, where can I park? I'm going to the new theatre. I'm going to Katana for dinner. Where do you park? The old car park that was there is gone, just around the corner. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, they're building flats or offices or something there. Do you think parking in, in the city centre for people who want to go out at night is a bit of an issue? Because I do. Uh, definitely. Definitely. And you, you just mentioned that. That, that was the... The Civic Society's big issue with the flats that are going on where the market used to be, that it takes away the parking for uh, the new theatre. And uh, it, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. And um, where you've mentioned there, Katana, you've got quite a walk. If you wanted to, you know, park somewhere else, it's quite a walk. I don't even know what, what Queensgate is the nearest. Would it be? But well, that wouldn't be ideal at They're all, shut. would it? You yeah. can't park in Queensgate. They close. It's exactly later in the evening. Yeah. yeah. So then, where are you looking at? You know, you, it's 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 not great. It's not great. And and maybe the Market that's Street that needs Car Park's gone, and it and and it's massively missed. What's the name of the car park opposite the Lido? Forget the name of it. We've got Wellington Street as well. There's another one, isn't there? Um, it's it's well, behind the council offices, opposite the Lido. There's a there's a fairly large car park yeah, there. I forget the name Haven of it. Haven Car Park, isn't Haven, it? Haven, I think. Yeah. We park there, and it's a good 15-minute walk. Um, I do think parking is a big issue. So that's the negative side. The positive Mm. side, you mentioned those restaurants that are really busy. The experience you had recently of going into the city centre on a Saturday afternoon. I think there's plenty of negativity um, around from certain people that just want to slag the city off. And Peterborough so often, doesn't it, gets Mm. listed high up on places you don't want to live. And yet, you know, we haven't talked about the development of the train station and all of the money investment that's going to be there. But there is a lot of investment going on in in Peterborough City Centre. It it is, I think, a place that can be enjoyed. Um, 
yes it has its drawbacks we've mentioned the parking and, and there'll be other areas that people can kind of have a moan at but overall and i'm not just wanting to, wanting to be positive for positive sake i think that people's got a lot going for it well, i do think it's got a lot going for it one thing i would like to to see more of or less of i guess is littering and uh, it's one of my absolute bugbears because i went jogging i'm trying to lose some weight as you know go because I've, I've become a bit of a porker over christmas so i've been trying to lose some weight jogging that's <laughs> true look at me for goodness sake and um i did notice just behind the back of the brewery tap yesterday and that's not the fault of the brewery tap at all the litter there the rubbish in the trees it was absolutely atrocious like cans and discarded food i think peterborough it's not just obviously our city but i just wish that peter would look after itself a little bit more particularly when there are dustbins nearby that can easily be used i think it's something that that it's shameful really people some people's attitudes towards it i've seen it before and not so long ago i was in um i was walking through cathedral square and i followed these four youngsters and they were just discarding the rubbish as they walked along just discarding the rubbish left right and center uh, almost because they they obviously saw one of the street cleaners and thought, oh well they'll tidy up no problem but i don't know pretty pretty awful really. well listen I, I can hear you rant about that and i couldn't agree more and i'm sure any right-minded person listening to this conversation which nodding and mm-hmm. agreeing littering is deplorable um anyone that just discards their litter without thinking about it you know you're endangering our environment you're endangering our wildlife you're endangering the economy it pollutes neighborhoods it decreases property values it just it, it's senseless i have got zero understanding or tolerance for anyone that cannot discard their litter on their own responsibly well it's the cost of it as well obviously it raises our council tax and raises we mentioned that earlier that our council tax well there's one of the reasons that it might go up because of the amount of money that has to be spent on disposal of this you see i, I used to write stories at peter matters when, when you know at like places like uh, ferry meadows where people have discarded rubbish and it costs thousands thousands and thousands of pounds and thank goodness for groups such as peterborough litter wombles the other volunteers uh, there was a street clean at, in woodston at the weekend where some of the residents there removed six bags of trash but let's be honest they really shouldn't have to uh, it's it's it is a shame uh, and um, I don't really know what can be done about it because you're changing the attitudes of people who've obviously grown up and lived thinking that it's an acceptable thing to do and really it isn't. So maybe maybe the council needs to get tougher on people, maybe more, more stark signs uh, and maybe they need to be targeted in a particular area as well and I don't think I'll go any further with that, that line of, of reasoning. Okay. Were you not planning a, um, a two-minute tidy-up campaign? Oh, I'm going to do that later in the year, two minute tidy up. And that should be a national thing. Essentially, what my idea is that we if, if you're a business or a person, you go out two minutes every morning and you tidy up the immediate area in front of your house if it needs it. And if it doesn't, maybe you move to um, just outside a home nearby. I would love to be able to do that. That needs a big social media campaign. And if anyone wants to get on board with that and help out, um, drop us an email because it's something that we could really do as a coordinated message to tell litterers that they no, are not going to win. They're not. They're not going to win. Well, it's something to come on to. Now we're almost at the end of our first podcast. Um, we're going to finish with a story that I loved. 
in the news in the past week or so. Um, David Beckham is a football icon, of course, loved by many millions of people around the world. A super, super famous guy. Uh, There was an old lady who lives in the Peterborough area who claims to be David Beckham's biggest fan. She's 102 years old. Her name is Mona Hurry. And she put it out there that she would love to get a message from David Beckham. Um, And she was gobsmacked after carers at Castor Lodge Care Home in Peterborough secretly organised a message from David Beckham to Mona. Did you see that story? What did you think? I did see that story. I mean, uh, good for her. And it's good that he did it. And it's it's obviously made the national press as well. It's, It's good that he took his time out because i imagine that he gets a lot of inquiries with similar things i don't know whether she's uh, I, I mean i presume that that's that's brightened up her day uh and 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 fair play to him for for doing it i've got, uh, I've got the quote from beckham his message said hello mona i just wanted to send you a message because everybody at castor lodge all of the staff and of course your daughters have said what an incredible lady you are I also want to say a personal thank you because I know you followed my career and I know you're a huge football fan, sending lots of love for being an incredible person. What a kind gesture from Bex. You can only imagine how many requests like this he gets, not just from people in England, but people around the whole world. So it's an awesome story. And can you imagine 102-year-old Mona, how happy she'd have felt? I I, I can uh, only guess at what she would have would, would have felt i mean it's a shame that um somebody like stanley matthews or um, tom finney couldn't have done it back in the day <laughs> yeah. isn't it but who knows the beauty of social media yeah. and uh, everyone at castor lodge care home um congratulations to you for pulling that off and that is where we leave our first podcast uh, the peterborough podcast thank you so much for having a listen if you want to comment on anything that we've been talking about then you can contact me via email. It's kev at pcrfm.co.uk. I'll get the email and I'll ping forward to John Baker. So, <laughs> so John could deal with the emails. Yes. Um, but it's been awesome. Have you enjoyed it? I have enjoyed it very much and I hope people have, uh, will enjoy listening to it as well. And look out for episode two coming soon. <laughs>